I would like to talk about living ageless and mental illness. Um, with the holidays, it usually creep up on me. Um, I have a sister who's battled that war for years, for decades, and for many years I took responsibility for that because we were young. She was 15, I was like 13, and we were catching a bus. And somehow we were holding hands, I knew we were, but she got away from me. And she walked in front of the bus. And when she walked in front of the bus, a taxi cab came from nowhere and hit her. And I saw her go up in the air and down to the ground. And I knew she hit her head. So I ran across the street and I called my mom. And on a payphone, because back then it was a payphone, and told my mom what had happened. By this time, the man who did it, he was at least showing responsibility. He stayed with her. And in the meantime, someone called um, ambulance. I'm 13, so I don't really know about all this. So later on that night, after going to the hospital and being checked out, and them lying and saying nothing was wrong with her, because, you know, it was just the signs at a time. And so we came home and later that night, you know, she was washing dishes. And then I just, I just saw her eyes, the white of her eyes, and I saw her just fall back and start swallowing her tongue. This was new to me. I didn't know what this was. So she was having a seizure. And in having that seizure, we brought her back to the hospital. So we were told that she had epilepsy. And I guess it was from the, the, the bump on or hit on her head. And um, so every month it was just traumatic because when her monthly cycle would come down, the fluid that her body would hold, it would somehow go to the brain because we have to understand everything was thrown off. Everything was thrown off. So every month when she made 15, we had to hospitalize her for her cycle because she would have seizures the whole time um, of her cycle and to keep her from swallowing her tongue and all, you know, she had to be observed. And they put on birth control pills very young because that way they can control when her cycle would come down, when her cycle was due to come down. Of course, we had to hit the ground running while it was hot to get her to the hospital so that she could be admitted. And so every month it was just getting worse and worse and worse. So they put her on Dilantin and Phenobarbital very young. And she started taking these medications. And we, we really was convinced that we saw progress, but not really, because we didn't see the long road that would be ahead. And um, she continued, and we just progressively saw her change in her persona and everything else. I mean, one day I came home and she had taken spray paint and just wrote all over the wall. It, it, it falls so close to being just demonic. And at night, I was convinced everybody dealt with this, but 
you could wake up and she would be walking through the house with fake paper on, on fire, like a big torch. And somehow in your mind, you start feeling like this is a norm. This is, this is just my sister doing what she do. She got hurt and I'm guilty because I should have been holding her hand tighter when we were walking across the street. I was still a kid. And I've had to forgive that kid because that's what I was. I was given a lot of responsibilities very early. And that stuff can break you. The family doesn't, don't mean to hurt you, but it can be just a lot for a young kid to have a lot of responsibilities. Well, life goes on. She gets married. She has two kids. And she gave birth while having seizures. Okay, so one thing led to another. Then she started um, trying to commit suicide, cutting her wrist, taking medications, uh, extra pills, and it, it was it was just ongoing. It just never stopped. And here I was, you know. Now fast forward, just running to hospitals, just admitting, just going to coroner's office, getting papers. Her turning up in um in 24 hours so that the police could come get her so she wouldn't wind up on the street again another night. I did that because I had such guilt. What I didn't realize was I was running myself crazy because I had no control over what happened. She was older than I was, and we walked across the street. We had always walked across the street, but for whatever reason this time, she darted out in front of me and this cab hit her. And so I felt that as time moved on, she became very insecure because she had this thing about her that was crippling her. And so she became so negative about everything, about everything. And so my message to anyone, and thank you for the comments, thank you, because this is very new to me, this is not anything that I went to bed with and said, I'm going to get up and start doing it, but um, my sister, um, I love her, I love her dearly, I don't know if she even knows me, because she's in a very bad episode right now, she has been for the last couple of months, I've never seen it this progressive, but I'm so happy that after decades of me running and doing everything and trying to keep her safe, her son did step up to the plate. And so she's with her son, and, um, and I'm feeling at peace about that. But, um, but I was very insecure because one day she showed up at some friend's house, but they didn't know because I kept the secret as much as I could. When she would get sick when we was in high school, I would run to the office and get her out of the school building before people saw her having a full-blown epileptic seizure. And um, so I just think that, you know, people should really take care of their health in a way that is just, there's just never too much to do because it's just such a dark place. I've seen where that thing can take people to. I've heard the hard, mean words that come out of them when they are tormented like that. And I was always protected. I was always protected 
even when I didn't know I was protected because one night she showed up at my house with a gun and I don't even know how she got it. And I was just so tired. I just helped her take a bath and I just told her, come on, get in the bed with me. I'm just tired. I was just exhausted. I couldn't think about another thing to do to help her. And so, you know, it's, it's just a very hard road. I don't know how people come back from it, but they can. Um, I've seen people, maybe lithium, sometimes doctors can just look up on a good prescription and it works. But the years of phenobarbital and all the medications, you know, she's no coming back at this point. And, you know, I miss the laughter. I miss the fun. I miss all the things that was. But when she turned up at this this, this friend's house and the person called me at work and said, your sister is here acting strange. And I just told him, I said, go and lock your back door and I'm going to call the police. And so I did because I didn't want her to run out the back door and them have to rustle her to the ground. I had seen her be brought away in police cars more than I wanted to even remember. But um, please, I, I, I beg of you, if there's something wrong, if there's a disconnection and you see this in a friend or family, step up, step up and see if you, you can get them some kind of help. You know, get them evaluated. Start from the ground up. You know, call, call, go to the coroner's office, get papers, and give the policeman instructions. Don't let the policeman have to over-police and beat somebody or kill somebody. But if you go and you do the correct paperwork, orders will be laid out, and all you have to do is call the 911 number, give them an acronym, and they know what it is. When they come, you give them the envelope, and they know exactly what to do. And they bring them to the hospital. And they can be evaluated. And um, I never thought I'd see this a second time, but someone else in my family is having these same problems. And um, I just know that I've grown because the first thing, line of defense is to become angry. Like, why are you doing this? Why don't you stop this? And so many people are going you know, dealing with mental illness and going undiagnosed. My sister was one of the fortunate ones because of the accident. But it, it trickled into becoming a chemical imbalance. And um, we, I, so many stages, I saw her go through hyper this, hyper that. And then, you know, then the bipolar came in and she would be on this high fighting to keep from going down to the low of depression. And so while she was in the high state, it was just pandemonium every day, just one thing or the other, and just being angry, the aggression, and, you know, that comes from this. So I just want to say this, that um, mental illness is real, the struggle is real, and then I would like to also say to family members that have dealt with this, you know, you all should go and get counseling or some type of therapy because it's hard and it's not easy. And being angry and wanting to fight with the person and do all those things is not going to help it. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And what happened is 
they wind up having a trail of broken hearts. And those broken hearts need to be healed. So the families, I say to you, go and seek some counsel or help of how to deal with this because you don't have the illness, but you are affected by it because you've been around it. So I want to say thank you and grant this. And also go to my blog, Grammarly Depot, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y-D-E-P-O-T.com. They were well, and then they were sick.